Sorry ass motherfucker got nothing on me, right? Nothing. We're the stars of this piece of shit! I am Big Kev. Why do they call you Big Kev? Ooh. I am OG. Oh look, he's got a billion toys. And I am PK. I don't do magic, Morty. I do science. One takes brains, the other takes dark eyeliner. I say we stay here and fight it out. OG's not actually racist against many people. There is no racial bigotry here. Here you are all equally worthless. I'm not really angry all the time. This is Kevin destroying the Toy Biz Legends box set. Fucking garbage! Why? Why? You know how I know that you're gay? How? Because you're gay and you can tell who other gay people are. I know it's fun. You're like, hey, I found buttons. Let's push them to piss me off. I have Amigo Isis action figure. Almighty Isis. Big Kev's Geek Stuff dot. You fuckers think that just because a guy reads comics he can't start some shit? I'll fucking take all you want! Hello. This is a throwback to the olden times. It sure is. To the long, long time ago. Or as we refer to it, OG's college years. Uh, no. (laughs) What year was this movie? 86. No, it was 86? 86 or 87. I don't know. Ask the producer. I thought it was much later than that. 86. 86. Well, Boom! I, see, I did, I did not see this movie for in the, the theater. With a budget of $11 million. With a budget of $11 million. And how much did it bring in? Did it, does it say what it's... Uh, give a, me a second. A ton. <laughs> so, someone's walking around with $10 million extra in their pocket after that movie. Uh, <laughs> it, it, it made more than Ladybugs. What didn't? <laughs> you know, I didn't hate Ladybugs. I mean, uh, it, was, it was awful. It was I mean, it was silly. Just, I mean, I was so excited about it because... You know, they they really they put like a, some key jokes in the trailer, right? And it was Dangerfield, and it was it was I think Nick can can confirm it was the follow up to Back to School, not in the sense of it being a sequel, but it was his next film. His I'm next pretty film. sure. Okay, uh, pretty sure. Box Office Mojo had a domestic total gross of over ninety one million dollars. Holy shit! In eighty six. That's, that's for a Back lot to of School, coin. right? Back to School, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Opened up with uh, opening weekend of $8.8 million domestically. Back then, that's a lot of coin. I guess there was no uh, no international release. 
No, they they didn't understand the humor. Or, or they didn't. Yeah, or or they didn't. Yeah, they didn't track it back then. That's possible. They weren't fans of Kurt Vonnegut. <laughs> that was brilliant. <laughs> when they opened the door and Kurt Vonnegut is there, I about fainted with laughter. I just thought that was the funniest thing in the world. And let me tell you another thing. The per the person who did write this paper doesn't know the first thing about Kurt Vonnegut. And yeah. then they cut to him on the phone. And another thing, Vonnegut, I'm going to stop payment on the check. <laughs> that was, uh, I love that movie. I really love that movie. That is brilliant. a classic. And, you know, we were talking about this just before the show got started. Uh -huh. And I'm sure I'm going to get excoriated over this. But it's it's absolutely my favorite Dangerfield film. It, it's much better a film than Caddyshack is, I think. I, I, I'm, I'm going to disagree with you in that I think it's a better film than Caddyshack because I think I probably like them both equally. Although I think I've probably seen Caddyshack more times than I've seen Back to School. Right. But I don't necessarily, uh, and we said this again kind of right. as we started off, but I don't, I don't really consider Caddyshack a Dangerfield movie. Caddyshack is right, an ensemble movie. Right. No, I agree with you on that. I, I mean purely from the standpoint of, you know, Caddyshack was his first film. Right. And then I think he found his legs in Caddyshack. And although it was a couple of years, I think, what did we have after that, Nick? Easy Money, I think, with him and Pesci. Was it his movie? Which may have been his first I was lead. Say, was it Brewster's Millions? Was it Easy Money? Brewster's Millions. No, not Brewster's Millions. Um, Easy Money. Yeah. It's easy money with him and Pesci, um, him and Pesci and God, a hundred other people. Right. Um, back to school. And, do, 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 do. Let's see. After back to school, uh, video shorts with Lionel Richie. Uh, let's see. Oh, uh, Rover Dangerfield for the voice. Uh, Ladybugs. Uh, so he didn't do a whole hell of a lot in between that and Ladybugs. Easy money was before no, no, no. back what? to school. It was before Back to and School. And so was Caddyshack. Caddyshack yeah, that's was what easy. I said. Yeah. Caddyshack was first, oh, then Easy Money. Right. And then I think there was a break, and then I think it was Back to School, right? Yeah, Back to School was 86. Easy Money was uh, 83. 83. Yeah. Ladybugs was 92. Right. There was a big old gap there. Yeah. And then after that, I think he did – did he do that serial killer movie? He did, yep. He did uh, Natural Born Killers in ninety. Where he played the dad, which was which was an amazing performance, considering there wasn't a funny thing about it. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, so yeah, so I I would agree with. I think he. I think and I think, if I remember correctly, like the making of Caddyshack, any number of them that have been done, that they all talk about how nervous. Dangerfield was and how he may have been compensating for those nerves. So if he seems a little manic in some of those scenes, you can put two and two together and decide why he was manic. It was if it was nerves or whether he was trying to compensate in some other chemical way. <laughs> right. um, but the point I'm making is that I think he found his legs there. I think Easy Money is a really funny film. It's just a bit. It just doesn't come up to back to school, which I think was it, it, my opinion. I just think was his opus on film and then and then from there you know i think they tried to capitalize on that with ladybugs and then i think he just decided to do something else later in his life and that's why we get natural born killers and some of those other things right right i mean but you remember the... go, ahead. go ahead no no go ahead 
you remember the joke in the trailer for Ladybugs? I don't. Do you remember what Ladybugs is about? Yeah, Ladybugs is that he's the soccer coach. Of a girl soccer team, and he dresses that poor kid who killed himself. Yeah, up as from the... Sequest. Yeah, right. Uh, uh, as a girl in order to help out the team. And <laughs> I remember the one that always gets me is, is in the trailer. If you look at the trailer, I'm sure it's on YouTube. And he pulls that giant sack of soccer balls out of the car or something like that. And he goes, I know one thing. I got a lot of balls. That's right, <laughs> right, right. That was like the joke that I never forget. Yeah, Jonathan Brandis. Yeah, that kid yeah. killed himself yeah. right after Sequest got canceled, I think. Yeah, 2003 he killed himself. Oh, maybe that was a bit after Sequest. Maybe he couldn't get anything after Sequest, and that's why it happened. Show took a dark turn here. Yeah, but anyway, we probably well, should what? In- we should introduce the happened. show. We should, you know, we should say. No, I just like our off-the-cuff uh, fireside chat style of this right. uh, this right. this program. Right. Tonight. Tonight. Um. So this is episode. What is it? Four hundred and fifty. No, four hundred. Oh my goodness gracious! Five hundred and forty-five. Five hundred and forty-five. Uh, I was about to say. And uh, we're calling this one uh, the triple Lindy. The triple. Lindy. And obviously all of this Dangerfield talk and Triple Lindy and, and such. Uh, because MGM is turning Rodney Dangerfield's back to school into a reality TV series. Uh-huh. Uh, it'll be getting uh, Rodney Dangerfield's hit comedy Back to School will be getting a new life. Not as a remake or a reboot or a sequel. But with the idea for the feature film being adapted into a reality TV series, uh, the show will see parents surprise their kids by enrolling in college alongside them. The series will allow parents who missed out in their own college years to experience everything university life has to offer, including sharing a classroom with their kids who may be less thrilled by the idea. This is a terrible idea. This is sad. <laughs> <laughs> this makes me feel sad. The only re- the only reality show or the only reality series uh, idea right now that is more terrible than this is the one that what's his name is doing from Stranger Things. Have you heard about this one? I know no. it's not on the prep sheet, but this just jumped into my brain. Who uh, Gatton? What is his name? Um. Oh my God. The curly-haired kid from Stranger Things. Oh, no. Is he doing a, a reality show? Yeah, but hold on. Wait a, th- wait a second. Oh, no. Um, this is like watching a train wreck in slow motion right now. It, it's, oh, no. Um, it's... I'm just trying to find the description of it. So, the description of it is... It, it's essentially... Here, Gatton Matarazzo. Here it is. Uh, it's, it's like a prank show. Uh, another one? Yeah. So, it's a reality-slash-prank show... Um, it's let's see where is it um, like Jackass? No, or like that other one? No, no, no. That no. everyone that everyone likes now. I can't remember the name of it. Each episode care. of the series will take two strangers who each think that they're starting their first day at a brand new job. However, their part-time jobs turn into full-time nightmares when their paths collide. Eight episode series will launch later this year. Um, it sounds terrible. It not only does it sound terrible, but he's also getting a lot of flack. It sounds vicious. It sounds vicious, and it sounds like it's demeaning to people who are trying to find jobs in a in a in a in a society where 
the job market is kind of difficult and not exactly ideal, warm and embracing. I mean, unless they give them like a year's salary from that, you know, the job or something right. like that. I mean, there's so there's not a lot of other information out there on this right now. Because they're probably um, thinking twice about it. But he's getting a he's getting he himself is getting a lot of flack for it. Yeah, it's stupid. Um, and Netflix, of course, is getting a bunch of flack <laughs> for it as well. Stupid. So, and I I I feel bad because I mean, it's by um, his parents, not even him. That. I mean, he can't make these decisions. To... Yeah, and he's known as being a really nice kid as a, as a as a great performer, and this just seems like it's. I actually met all the kids at uh, my job. Oh yeah, that's it was right, right. It was right after. Uh, Maybe like maybe a month or two after the very first season okay. dropped. Super nice, super excited to just see everybody right. to be you know at my job, and uh, this just sounds like bad bad guidance, like bad advice that they're getting. Yeah, some, from someone told him to do this. He said sure, and now I'm sure he instantly regrets it. Stupid, stupid, stupid. How do you? Uh... Are you ready, Weaver? <laughs> so wow. <laughs> so many, so many meanings. So many meetings. Um, so yeah, so reality TV. Back to school. I'm gonna take your job. Whatever the hell the show is gonna be called. Everything about this is bad. How is reality TV still a thing? I don't know. I'm surprised because uh, I thought we had so left... much content out there now. How is this still a thing? Because Survivor is still one of the greatest shows on TV. But it's it's weird because Survivor... Outside of Survivor, how is there still for, reality Survivor TV? being... Not the original, but the original and from that generation of reality TV. What was the original? Real World? Real World yeah. is, pro- is probably the original original. No, no, no. No, there was, no there's one in the, the late 70s that they say is the birth of it. Yeah. I can't remember what it's called though. They made a film about it. Gandolfini was in it. Oh, okay. I I think, but I don't remember exactly what it was or what it was called. Let's see if the Googles knows. Um, the Googles. The Googles. Yes, exactly, Will, because they're very easy to make. They're cheap and easy to make. Oh, very easy to make. Um, Minimal. Just staff. like Will. Yeah. <laughs> An American Family. I don't know. That could be it. Yeah, it's something like that. PBS's 1970s era and American Family was the first reality TV series. Yeah, I think. And if I think if you look, they made a movie about it. I think Gandolfini was in it. I think it was a maybe that was what it was. HBO did a. All right. But I think Survivor sort of stands out from that newer generation, that new pack. It's probably the most successful. Um, It's because it's the most successful, right? You're allowed to have one or two that are successful, but you still have... I mean, there's still a ton of reality TV shows out there. I'm just shocked that they're still as strong as they are. Yeah, you figure just with... I mean, I'm not thinking... I'm not considering, like, people who upload to YouTube or Twitch or anything like that. um, Because you figure just so many, you know, people under 30 are watching those platforms instead that it probably would have died off, but... You know, and there's yeah. also branches of reality TV. You also have like DIY, you also have Food Network, but those I all... don't really count those exactly. as much because that's you're you're trying to learn something from those instances. Right. I'm th- I'm talking more like that's like this old house at the same time. Like I <laughs> right, I watch this old house. I'll be the first to admit it, but I don't consider that reality TV. No, I no, I get it. I mean, um, but like you you know, you still have those shows like. Uh, the big people or little people, big world and, and, uh, yeah. 
you know, Grizzly, whatever the fuck that guy's name is. That guy, know. that guy is dead, dude, isn't he? The no. Grizzly guy. No, he's not dead. I thinking of, I'm thinking of something else. Yeah, I think you're thinking of something else. Um, but anyway, needless to say, everybody's dead. I've I've been searching for uh, if you're wondering what I'm doing, I've been searching the Googles uh-huh. for um for the girl in the shower in the beginning of <laughs> back to school so that I could drop it into the prep sheet. Ah. But there there doesn't seem to be any any images. I don't of think her. Patreon folks really need to see that's, that. Uh, is that is that that that's one that that has. I was uh... looking, I, sir. I was looking for a an appropriate uh, photo <laughs> of her to then make the joke. Because again, one of my favorite jokes. He's in the Dangerfield. Is in the what he thinks is a fraternity house, but it's a sorority house because he sees Greek letters, and he goes in. And he, you know, and it's really great the way they film it is like he passes by a number of girls without seeing them and they don't see him. And he makes it to the second floor and he's like, hello, hello, you know, and he's hmm. and he hears the shower going and he walks in and he goes, hey, buddy, I'm talking. And he pulls the curtain away and there's a girl there who's uh, showering and um, he quickly closes the curtain and he goes, oh. Oh, I'm sorry, honey. I didn't see a thing. And then he opens the shower curtain back up and goes, "You're perfect." <laughs> also, one of my favorite God, jokes. He, he's a sorry. Anyway, it sounds uh, it sounds lovely and, and and appropriate somehow. Have you have you seen it, uh, sir? Uh, did you post it on the prep sheet? No, no, I no. Oh, I, I mean, I've seen it. the movie. I know the I know yeah. the sequence that you're talking about. I went. I couldn't find it. I just been looking for like I don't know four or five minutes, and it's kind of it's kind of jarring when you can't find something on the internet <laughs> when you're like what the hell is going on is no and i start questioning i'm like wow did i create that in my head the the mandela is that effect. my head can yeah, did effect. i create that go. scene it's the mandela effect half the population remembers it half of it doesn't episode 545 the mandela effect. <laughs> all right was oh, it the mandela effect or is it the, the what was the what's the movie with uh that everyone claims exists but doesn't exist. It's like, well, that's the Mandela effect. It's Shazam and Kazam. Yeah, it's that's the, it. The yeah. genie yeah. movie. And it's the Berenstein bears versus the Berenstein bears. bears yeah. yeah. Those are, those are all examples of the Mandela effect. Mm-hmm. Berenstein bears, but it is Berenstein. That's the actual, uh, that is the correct pronunciation. The angry video game nerd actually did a hysterical video on that. If yeah. Anyone's ever interested. I yeah, highly recommend that. I will have to seek that out. It's pretty good. But I reg- I remember growing up, it was Berenstein. Um, all right. So moving forward, uh, we talked a little bit about this last week, and this is going to tie into something that we talk about in segment two of tonight's show. Yeah. Um, but Annie Potts says that she will be amongst the returning crew for Ghostbusters 3. That's fine. I like yeah. Annie Potts. Which, Her character, you know, it was Which funny. wouldn't be the news. It would be Rick Moranis. If Rick Moranis came out publicly and said, yeah, I'll do it, that would be the news. Well, we talked yeah. about Rick Moranis, didn't we? Did, did we talk well, we only because he was on week? that list. Yeah. But he's on the same list that Annie Potts was on and everyone else. There's one notable exception, somebody who hasn't committed to doing uh, the film yet, and that's Harold Ramis. Oh, boo. It, what about what I said wasn't true? He Nothing. hasn't committed to doing the movie. He's no one's heard from him about doing the movie. He certainly right? has not. Not making that shit up. You no, are not, not making that shit up. You are truthful in what you say, sir. 
true. You know what they should do? You know what they should do? They should get uh they should get what's his name? Seth Rogan, uh-huh. who's already played Harold Ramis' son once. Okay. And have oh, him yeah, show right. up and be like Harold Ramis who was Egon Spengler's bastard child. Bastard child. That would be funny. That actually would be pretty good. You're I'd all be okay with bastard that. people. All right. Uh, My my dad was Egon Spengler. My dad was a Ghostbuster. (laughs) (laughs) That's a pretty good. uh, That was pretty good. Pretty good. That's a pretty good impression. Thanks. I got to put that in the soundboard. I worked that one out during my prep for this (laughs) show today. Uh, We got our first look at Steven Spielberg's West Side Story. I didn't because I can't click the link. Just click on it. It worked for me just now. It's not working. Oh, wait. <laughs> oh, now, now, now! It's, now it's I was gonna say it just wor- it worked for me. Just, shut up! Just shut <laughs> up! Just fine. Um, yeah, of they're, course, they're people. This was this was in the form of uh, still shots from, um, you know, they look like production shots. They're not just set shots. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it looks like West Side Story. Sure. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. Yeah. You know? No, it doesn't. What do you mean? No, it doesn't. It doesn't look like West Side Story. Why does it not look like West Side Story? I don't see any. I don't see any dance battles. That 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 one shot is is a. There's one shot that looks reminiscent of a dance battle. It's it's the lead up they, to the dance battle. They don't look ethnic enough. That's what's gonna. That's what you're gonna hear next. I, I, really? The sharks <laughs> don't look don't look Puerto Rican enough. Yeah. To me, they all look like greasy 50s, 60s kids. All right. I see what you're I, saying. I'm just saying. No, no, no. Like, I, I, I see what you're know, saying. You know, in the, in the movie, in the mo- and I understand Mr. Spielberg wants to do things a little differently. But look, I mean, let's look at those pictures. If you compare – now, I'm not saying that Spielberg should have done this. By no means am I saying this. But, you know, there was a clear – and although it's a bit it, – it is present here even though it's a bit muted. The color schemes. Wait, these are the jets that they're showing in this photo though. It's both of them, sir. Oh, okay. If you look at the shot that has everybody in it, on the left side presumably uh, are the uh, the jets – because they're on the same side as Tony. Oh, right. And if the other you look on the right side, on the side of Maria, right. they're all sort of in earth tones. Right. You see that? I see. I see. I see. I see so, what you're saying. I think what we're looking at, if I may, is I think we're looking at the jets on the left and the sharks on the right. And, you know, and it's really one image and they've cut it up into four different photos is really what it is. Right. Um, so yeah, I mean, there is a, you, you can see it's a muted tonal difference, which is obviously a lot different than the original version where the sharks were covered in purple. <laughs> and, right, right, right. And the, and the, and the jets were covered in whatever color the, the, I think they were more like oranges and reds. I think if I remember correctly, anyway, we'll see. I don't know. I'm not sold on this project yet. I All have right. To say. We will. Uh, we will have to see where it goes from there. Yes, sir. Uh, Mr. Monty, sir, why don't you grab the next story on that prep sheet? Because I'm having prep sheetica technical difficulties. I'm. Oh head. boy. Oh, that's not good. Uh, let's see. Uh, Men in Black International opened up at number one domestically, but it was a flop. 
uh, came in at $28.5 million uh, compared to the originals that opened up around $51, $52 million. Um, and I forgot what was the second movie that also came out, but it also was basically a flop with Secret Life of Pets coming in at number two. I still want to see Secret Life of Pets. I rather enjoyed the first one. It was a fun, I did, too. I see fun. no reason cute. to see it in the theater, though. see it from here that panicked look no we're yeah. good we're good that oh my god we got to do all this shit again no 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 we had a we we had a little hiccup a small a tiny blip. little hiccup because chrome chrome eats up a ridiculous amount of oh you opened sources. it in chrome didn't you i always open it in chrome well that's your mistake um so yeah all right where were we so secret life of pets men in black i'm kind of upset because i wanted to see men in black too i want it to be good but... i'm a little surprised it did so bad i mean and, and that that's not to say that the box office number is fully indicative of um how bad or good the movie actually is mm -hmm. um the movie could be just fine and the box offices didn't do well Oh, the other movie was Shaft, by the way. Oh, yeah. Oh, but yeah. I didn't yeah. That to do good. To be honest with you, I didn't even realize there was another Chef coming until about a week ago. You know that when... trailer was hysterical. I really want to see that a, movie. It was a good trailer when I went. To... I mean, I I like the reboot that that was. Well, I don't know. That's got to be several years ago at this point, doesn't while, it? Though. Yeah. Oh six. Uh, nineteen years ago. <laughs> it was a while. Um, yeah. When I went to go see um, the Dead Don't Die, on what was it Friday? Uh, they had the Shaft trailer, and I honestly totally forgot about it uh, yeah. until I saw that trailer. And you were like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's the thing. Well, I saw it pop up on the interwebs the, uh, a week ago, a week and a half ago, and I thought it was actually something that was getting made and going into, like, production. I didn't realize it was done and ready to open and open. Yeah, they did a shitty job that. advertising that movie. Oof. Really, really bad it was job. not well-received. I don't know. I... I, I, I... I really want to see it, but yeah, this is just a slate of uh, of bad here. I did manage to see Aladdin. What'd you think? Um, I thought it was I thought it was good. I thought it was, uh, you know, I thought the changes from the animated um, one were glaring yet okay. Um, you know, so I didn't. I I had no idea, or or I had forgotten is probably the truth of it that it, that's a Guy Ritchie film. Yes, I think I remember that. Yeah, I had totally forgotten that was a Guy Ritchie film, I, I, you know. And I was, and I went in, and it was like directed by Guy Ritchie. I'm like, what? Wait, what? Wait, and now what? I have renewed interest right. in seeing it because I was like, oh, and you can see the Guy Ritchie isms right. throughout the way that he manipulates the film speed and you know in places and some other things. So yeah, yeah, I really enjoyed it. I haven't seen Men in Black International. Hopefully, I'll see it. Or maybe I'll see it this week. I think uh, Secret Life of Pets, I think I can wait on. Dark Phoenix, you couldn't pay me to go into a theater to watch because <laughs> of how terrible I've heard it was. I do want to see Rocket Man. I've I would see Rocket things. Man, except it is not playing on this island. Ah, I Go see the dead, don't die. The same with Shaft, but again, I don't think I, I need to see, see Shaft in the too. theater. You want to see the dead, don't die. It's Whatever really happened good. to Zombieland 2? You know, I gotta be it honest. Came, the dead don't die. I wasn't a huge like. I thought Zombieland was okay. Oh, I loved Zombieland. It was good. It wasn't. I didn't think it was as great as everybody was saying. It All was, right, though. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, 
but yeah, Dead Don't Die. I know I kept talking about it on the bonus show, which yeah. all the Patreon folks listen to. That's right. That's um, right. But it was an amazing film uh, with Bill Murray. Uh, him and Adam Driver just worked out so well together with their dry sense of humor. And uh, great homages to uh, past zombie films. All right. Really, really good. I do want to see it. I mean, I'm a fan of anything Bill Murray in general, so, you know. All right, let's let's uh, let's move forward. We have a few more things before we jump to our break here. The Tick, sadly, um, failed to find a new home. Womp womp. And is bum, bum, ba, dum, um, you guys both love that show, right? It was really funny. To me, it was... I, I What I really liked about it was I thought it was a healthy combination of the comic book and the animated series. So it had a lot of lightheartedness okay. of the animated series, but it took into the more serious tones from the comic book. And I thought it found a happy medium. Plus, um, what's his name that played the tech? Um, Serafinovich. Yeah, Peter Serafinovich was hilarious. He was perfect as the tech. Dare I say, better than what's his name? No, than Putty? Than no. Putty. Yeah. I don't think so. I think he was better than Putty. Well, Putty is not his real name, but but um, the actor known as Putty, the actor known as Putty from Seinfeld. That's right. The actor known as Joe from Family Guy. I just can't think. <laughs> is that is, does he do his voice? I guess he yeah, does. He does. I just I'm a, I'm drawing a blank on his name right now. But uh, yeah, I, I um I I thought Peter Serafinowicz was a better tick than he was. I'm not gonna lie. Um, I honestly, I just couldn't, uh, you know, like I had the same problem with this live action series that I had with the putty series. And that was none of it comes up to the animated series. None of it. But, you know, the animated series was so drastically different from the comic book series that I that's what I liked about this. I thought it was a good mishmash between the two. I don't know that it was drastically different. I think that they kitted it up a little bit, which I think was appropriate. But I, I, I honestly thought, like, and honestly, it, it, one of my favorite cartoons, like half-hour cartoons of all time, still Patrick is Warburton. the episode. Thank you, Will. What's that? Patrick Warburton. Yeah, putty. Yeah. So um, <laughs> if you take P from Patrick and add it to Uddy. U-T-O-N, <laughs> you get putt-putton. Um, uh one of my favorite half-hour cartoons, I think, still of all time, is um, is the episode where we learn more about Sewer Urchin. Okay. You remember that one? Vaguely. And it turns out that Sewer Urchin, who's kind of like, yeah, definitely, yeah, yeah. And he's definitely like, there is some basis from him in the anime series. There's some basis of, uh, of what's his name? Rain Man. Uh, Rain Man yeah. on there. But then you come to find out that he is he, it's quite possible that he is the city's greatest superhero. Right. Like and he has a lair and he has like all this equipment and he made it all himself and like it's fucking brilliant. It was brilliant and I still think to this day. I'm also really fond of the Mad Bomber what, what bombs, bombs at, at midnight. midnight? Yes. <laughs> um, that is also a great one. But the one with Sewer Urchin, I think it's Sewer Urchin, I still think that's one of the best scripted half-hour cartoons of all time. Okay. Um, and it's hard because I didn't see anything in either live-action series. I didn't see anything that came up to that, okay. my opinion. Okay. So, 
I mean, look, it's a fair assessment. You're entitled to your opinion. I mean, I, well, thank I, you. I, I really enjoyed the series. I'm sad that it did not find a new home. I really thought it was going to. I thought someone I, would have grabbed it. I don't understand why Amazon gave it up. If it's if it's doing well and it's reviewed favorably, and why would Amazon give it up? Who the fuck knows? <laughs> All right. Budget? I don't know. Budgetary? I, I honestly, I don't know. Speaking of Amazon, I watched the first episode of um, Good Omens. Oh, nice. Yeah, but I haven't gotten through the rest. Have you, have you gotten through the rest? Uh, no, I've watched the first four episodes of Good Omens. Oh, first four? Yeah, I'm, I'm um, on the first one. I thought it was brilliant. Um, I'll probably finish it between tonight and tomorrow, I would suspect. Oh, we should then we should plan on talking about it next week yeah. then. I'll finish it by then. But, um, but I mean, I'm, I'm loving it so far. I think it's... I, I think it's excellently cast like oh yeah no one in that cast is is bad i mean everybody is even john ham as gabriel it's, oh yeah it's oh yeah so well done so um yes i'm i am thoroughly enjoying good omens hmm. all right one well, last thing before we take our first break hbo's game of thrones prequel uh the yet to be named game of thrones prequel uh has begun filming in northern ireland the same location that um the original show was filmed. Um, it is being directed or the pilot episode is being directed by SJ Clarkson, um, who worked on the defenders, Jessica Jones and some untitled star Trek sequel. Uh, cast includes Naomi yeah, Watts. It's, it's, it's probably, uh, it's probably Tarantino's. Yeah. But wouldn't Tarantino be, Directing the Tarantino Star Trek. Well, series? well, it doesn't mean. Uh, oh, hmm. did he direct Defenders and Jessica Jones? I don't know. The, the, I mean, the article, the article that I'm looking at right now is a little bit lacking in in specifics when it comes to this. I thought S.J. Clarkson was a writer. I could be wrong. Maybe, uh, maybe Nick can give that a look and see. Um, and while Nick gives a look and if some, see, if someone could wake Nick up. The uh, Nick. The, hello, Nick. Hello, Nick. Yeah. The cast uh, of this prequel series will include Naomi Watts, Josh Whitehouse, Naomi Aki, um, Dennis Goh from Angels in America. Who was he in Angels in America? Jamie Campbell Bauer, um, Sheila Adam, Ivana Jeremiah, Georgia Henley, Alex Sharp, Toby Regbo, Marquis Rodriguez, John Sim, Richard McCabe. John Heffernan and uh, Dixie Enormous Edgar <laughs> <Ba -da -ba. laughs> Dixie Enormous. So there you go. Um, I think Naomi Aki, uh -huh. I think maybe Lando's daughter. Oh, okay. In episode nine. In I episode think nine? that's correct. I think she was at celebration. I'm not a hundred percent sure about that, but I think I'm right. Did you see who this SJ Clarkson fella is? You know, a lot of times you guys tell me to Google something and then we don't even reference it. So yeah. I, I didn't even bother. You, you didn't bother. You were just going to. Wow. You were just hoping this one was going to pass over you. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> wow. Good job. <laughs> uh, big budgeted spin-off series was created by Jane Goldman behind Kick-Ass and Kingsman and Game of Thrones original author George R.R.R. R. R. Martin. R. 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 So there you go. 
Um, we still don't know who S.J. Clarkson is, but the series did begin filming uh, in Northern Ireland uh, over the last few days. Nick, Nick, I'm anything? Looking. S.J. Wait, hold Clarkson. On, hold on. Nick, <laughs> Nick, anything? Uh, director for The Defenders, Life on Mars, Jessica Jones. Uh, da, 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 da. Hold on. So director. Yeah. All right. That's interesting. So it is yet another unnamed Star Trek something. All TV stuff. Sequel. That's weird. Um, Okay. All right. So with that, Big Kev. With that, OG, we will bring this episode of Big Kev's Geek Stuff to a pause while we (laughs) take our one and only break right here on episode 545. Mm Mm-hmm. The one we're calling um, Before Oingo Boingo. No. um, (laughs) Back to Oingo Boingo. No. Better um, than Ladybugs. (laughs) What's that? Better than Ladybugs. (laughs) I like that one. Better than Ladybugs. I'll go with that. Build your own X-Wing. Luke Skywalker's legendary Red 5 Starfighter from the Star Wars Saga. The X-Wing is recreated in stunning detail in a massive 1 to 18 scale and comes complete with remote-activated working lights, R2-D2 motorized wings, removable hyperdrive opening cockpit, and a magazine full of fascinating facts, plus an amazing step-by-step assembly guide. You will also receive a free binder, power pack, and bookends model space. Kev's Geek Stuff, episode 545, the one we're calling Better Than Ladybugs. Is that is that what we settled on after? Sure. Sure. All right. Better Than Ladybugs. It's whatever you name it in the feed when you post it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Whatever I remember to put into the RSS whatever feed. That's in what the name of this episode is. That's, um, that's usually what it is. Of course, during the break, um, we heard from our wonderful sponsors. And only over at Build X Wing, Build X Wing. Wow. Hey, you know it's true. Uh, Build X Wing are the folks over at Model Space. Build X If you'd like to get in on that, Big Kev, why don't you tell them a little bit more about Build X It is your opportunity to own the first one eighteenth scale, uh, fully realized and detailed X Wing fighter from movies like Star Wars and the second Star Wars, and the third Star Wars, or technically the fourth, fifth, and sixth Star Wars. Um, uh, Fully realized X-Wing from the original trilogy era. It's got all the fixings. It's got things you didn't even know existed, like where the bombs go and some other uh, super details like that. 
Uh, R2-D2 in the back as well. It's got lights. It's got features. Um, all sorts of things in there. But the, I still think the best thing about it, 118th scale means you can uh, set up your action figures, your three and three quarter action figures, not your six inch, um, with this ship for a truly stunning, stunning display. If you get the deluxe version of the Build X-Wing, it comes with a number of static figures. These are figurines that don't move of, of ground crew. Uh, you get that people mover. I, I think they call it like a rebel transport or some kind of transport, ground transport or something. They did a toy of it once. Good luck finding it. Um, <laughs> and uh, it also comes with lights, uh, 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 landing lights and some other things, the ladder that goes off of the side of it. I mean, it's truly... Uh, truly an impressive uh, and and worthy investment of your time and money. So why do I say that? Because you're going to pay a little bit each month. You're going to get pieces, and you're going to get the joy of putting this beast together. And when you're done, you'll have one of those ships that you see. If you go to shows and you see, like, bigger shows and you see those really expensive thousands of dollar ships, and you're like, God, if I was a millionaire, I would totally have that. Uh, ship in my house because it's mad expensive. Let's say you're a fan of um, of um, of uh, what you call it. What what is that, uh, Monty? What what is that? Um, what is that TV show? Uh, what is the TV show with um, uh, the the one Joss Whedon did? What was that? What was that TV show? It sounds. What was the OG? What was, um, OG, what was uh, the TV show? Dollhouse. No, no, the one with the the one with the spaceship that they made the really hugely expensive oh, model of. Oh, Buffy in space. Was there a Buffy in space? Did I miss that it was, season? It was fantastic. Why don't you just do it so Firefly. we can move on? Not playing. Ah, I win. I am playing. I I'm literally. Win. You're gonna look back on this uh, on the Instagram and see how I am desperately trying to get Nick's attention to set this up, and it doesn't play. Buildxwing.com uh, will give you one of those very very fancy, very very expensive ships, and you only pay a little bit at a time, and you put it together the way you want. You can detail it any way you like, and there you go. Check it out over at buildxwing.com uh, and, uh, yeah, become part of it. And remember, the deluxe package gives you a lot of special bonus features that you'll want to have. All right. God damn it, Nick. All right. For the record, I, I did – I was paying attention. <laughs> I just was trying to get the computer to work at the exact same time. And, and it just didn't want to work. I feel vindicated. I feel vindicated. Somehow, someway, not really at all. Um, uh, yeah. So, did we play that? Oh, again! Oh, this is like the old one days now. They just spam it. What? What are we talking about? He's playing it. It's playing. Oh, I don't hear it. I don't hear it, sir. Do you hear it now? No. Is it going into the feed? Yes, it's going into the feed. I got, I got nothing. I can see it just fine in the feed. Now I, I heard it just then. Whatever you did, I, I see it just fine in the feed. I don't know. It's in there. I can see it the whole way. I, I heard it. I, I heard it now. I don't know. You jiggled something. There's a short in whatever you jiggled.
It's weird because it's anyway. Anyway, let's move forward. We have more news, more things to cover. By the way, no, uh, no, no game stuff tonight. I think I mentioned that at the top of the show, but um, if I did not, uh, there is a special edition long form game stuff that covers all of E3. It's just about 18 minutes or so. Mm -hmm. um, it was released early for patrons and everybody else is getting it. Um, when we decide well. they should. So, uh, so yeah, long form game stuff should be already available for some of you folks. Well, actually, by the time you hear this, it should be available for everybody. So there you go. All right, let's get on to these trailers. We have a couple trailers to talk about. The Doctor Sleep trailer is here. The sequel to The Shinnin. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. This wasn't me. To get ourselves a treat. Delicious things to eat. The popcorn can't be beat. The sparkling drinks are just dandy. The chocolate bars and the candy. So let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Long-time listeners, if you remember what bit we used to use that soundbite for, <laughs> I don't, uh, I don't even give remember. us a call at the GVM line. Oh, come on, damn it, man, really? 201-730-2547. And tell us what the bit was, and you'll win a prize from OG Studio. I don't even remember what so, that bit was from, to be quite okay. honest with you. Um, all right, the Doctor Sleep trailer. Did you guys watch the trailer for Doctor Sleep? Yes. Yeah. And what did you guys think? I'm I think it's interesting. Uh, I, I, well, I mean, anything I think that um, that you and McGregor does, I think I want to give a peep to. Um, when you have a movie that is a sequel to a classic Stanley Kubrick movie, however. I feel like pause should be given and, because it's not standard horror fare. It's a Stanley Kubrick movie. Okay. But so I have concerns. This was not, was, was the book Dr. Sleep? Is it a, is it a, what's it called book? Is it um Sequel? Stephen King's book as well? I thought so. I have. I, I don't have know. Read, I've never. Read I don't the know book. either. Honestly, I didn't. I didn't. I had never heard of Doctor Sleep prior to this trailer dropping. So it's almost like they're I trying to capitalize on Stephen King films all of a sudden. Yeah. Some for some reason. For I don't some know. strange reason. Um, but I think all of a sudden. Yeah, it's kind of weird, right? Um, it just. <laughs> I'm being sarcastic, sir. Oh. oh, oh. Um, <laughs> um, but uh, and it seems like something like you have to just kind of like a little disconnect to the original film, just a smidgen. From Kubrick, and um, I, I think I'm going to watch just out of pure curiosity. Well, you and McGregor is playing the kid grown up. Yeah. Right, the kid on the little uh, the big wheel. Mm -hmm. Right. <laughs> you know, from the original movie, he's playing that kid grown up. So that's fine. Um, and you know, again, the thing that gives me the most pause is that this is not simply, you know, this is not simply another. With all due respect, this is not just simply a horror movie you know this is a stanley kubrick movie you know which i i really feel like i mean name a sequel to a stanley kubrick movie 2010 is the only one that i can think of you know and that was mm, it wasn't great it wasn't terrible but it wasn't great and 
you know, and it always gives me pause when people are going to take on, you know, such a, you know, such a, you know, such a classic. It's kind of like when Harper Lee released her sequel to, um, um, Cuckoo's yeah, that, um, not all freezing up. A Mockingbird, Mockingbird to, to Kill a Mockingbird. You. When she released her sequel to To Kill a Mockingbird, and everyone slaughtered her, I think, and then she passed away, I think. Um, but they slaughtered that book because, again, headcanon. You have your own headcanon about maybe if there was a sequel, what it should look like. So that's number one. But I think, again, I think the other side of it is To Kill a Mockingbird is a classic, classic, classic book. It should, in my opinion, should stand alone and be alone. It doesn't need to be expanded out into other stories. Just the same way I feel that The Shining is kind of a perfect movie in the sense that you don't really need to know what happens next or what happens to the characters after and so on and so forth. So Uh, one one man's opinion. Apparently uh, the book, Dr. Sleep, was in fact written by Stephen King. So it's I mean, it's his it's his follow up to his story. Right. So, you know, um, again, I don't have any I don't think The Shining, with all due respect, Mr. King uh, and and to our listeners, I don't think The Shining is an exceptional book by any means. Right. But I'm not referring to the book here at all. I'm referring solely to the motion picture. Okay. You know, I feel that's, you. that's that's where I'm at. I feel you. Um, in addition to that, we got another, another, another trailer for the boys this past brilliant. Week. Um, I just, I can't wait for this. Yeah. Seriously. This is maybe, maybe this is why Amazon canceled the tick. They needed the money for the boys. Oh, maybe that's, that's actually not <laughs> well, bad. maybe, maybe because kids could watch the tick and should not watch this one. No kids should not watch this. Um, like at all. Yeah. Like I mean, HBO any, After Dark kind of stuff. Yeah, anybody that shows their child this probably deserves a visit from, you know, the police. Dyfus. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, but I'm super excited for this. I cannot, uh, I absolutely cannot wait mm-hmm. for this series to to finally debut uh, whenever it comes out. Do we have an actual release date for it yet? I don't think we do, right? It's still. I don't think it's. Did it say yeah. at the end of that trailer? No, I don't recall. Not. So, um,. So yeah, it's uh, going to kick off starting. It says July twenty sixth here. Oh, it does say July. Oh, so it's only a couple. Oh, it's, a, it's less than a month away. Oh, wow, my goodness gracious! Well, I have to finish gotta, good. Got to get that, that good omens out of the way. <laughs> got to finish good omens. Good gotta omens. I got to. I got to finish that second. I got to clear my palate and you know prepare myself mentally to watch a uh, a movie or show adaptation of the boys. Yes, you you do have to I you do have to prepare yourself mentally for that. That is that is oh, certainly yeah. yeah, I never finished the series. I got to hustle up and finish what, reading that. Um but I think that is it for trailers. So, we had a product that we wanted to talk about tonight. Nick, did you want to kind of lead this off since you you shared it amongst our our group? Yeah. So, um it came in one of those uh uh, sideshow emails. Uh, they have uh, the Ghostbusters from, well, the, the 80s, the real Ghostbusters uh, cartoon. Animated. The animated. Uh, so they have the four guys in uh, standalone bases uh, from the company who's putting these out. I just lost it. Uh, Chronicle Collectibles. Who uh, I think is also, I think, 
you can uh, you can probably look and see. I think they're doing the D and D ones also there. OG. Oh, I, that's what I was just gonna check. I was clicking on the Chronicle Collectibles link over at SideshowToy.com. Yeah. To see what else they have coming out. I think they're doing the D and D ones from the cartoon as well, which I ordered all of, by the way. So, I did not get the Venger because I think the Venger is actually by a different company. I don't think Chronicle Collectibles is the D and D ones. No. No. I'm they're not, not doing any of them. I will. Confirm. Not even. The, are they doing the Big Venger? No. I don't think so. I'm gonna confirm huh. right now. But but let's talk about the 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 Ghostbusters one while yeah, I look so that up. Right now the figures are going for uh, one fifty a piece. Uh, you can uh, use some uh, some payment plans, so it's uh, sixty sixty eight dollars a month. Uh, two and two payments that is for the two of them. And I'm a. Do little... they only do two payments on those? Yeah, just the two payments. Oh, just two payments. Yeah, okay. I thought it was going to be three, but it's just the two. Uh, with the estimated arrival date of around uh, June twenty twenty. Um, the colors look pretty good on all of these figures. Um, they pop. They really have that feel. They actually, I mean, they look like they're right out of the cartoon. Um, exactly. Oh, yeah. Uh, the base is kind of simple yeah, enough. Yeah, they're like maquettes. Yeah, it, the base yeah. is simple enough. It almost looks like, I guess, like a city sidewalk with some some green goo on it. Um, I don't know. I'm kind of, I feel like they, I haven't, I don't have any Ghostbusters figures uh, I have the Back to the Future ones from Hot Toys that I really, really like. Um, so I'm I'm kind of 50-50 on these guys. What do you guys think of these? Um, I, I really, really like them. Um, I just, and I'm a Ghostbusters fan, but I don't know that I'm a big enough Ghostbusters fan to warrant consider. First of all, I mean, they're not within my current wheelhouse, so I wouldn't consider them anyway. Mm -hmm. But even when I was collecting Ghostbusters stuff, I don't know that I would have jumped on these at first go. I think they're beautiful. I think they look awesome. For me personally, I just don't think they're in my wheelhouse. The price point is right. Mm -hmm. That's the right price point for this kind of statue. Um, I have no doubt that if Sideshow is distributing them, they're great. Um, nice to have that payment plan, too. Yeah, for sure. of course. Um, yeah. but yeah, no, they, um, I, th I think they're great. I think for, I think for, I think for Ghostbusters fans, they're definitely a good addition to your collection. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm tempted just because for me, I think like I had like the original Ghostbusters toys from that cartoon. Right. Like when I was a kid, when they first came out, um, before I remember they got destroyed. Uh, so I'm kind of tempted to have these on there now, almost like kind of graduating from the old toys to these. In that regard, so, I would say jump on that payment. Plan, yeah. Mr. Nick. Make yeah. your thing a thing. Um, doesn't say what the limited edition number is on there. Uh, it, they usually don't until no. it's released. Yeah. Most times. No, I uh, thought was a little. Yeah, they're about. It depends. Like the Rick Baker Joker bust, they said there was like uh, two fifty so, of them or something like so that. So limited but. edition is is different than numbered edition, right? So numbered edition, limited edition tends to be a bit more available than numbered edition right generally speaking it's not going to be green meaning they're not going to they're going to make a finite amount of them correct yeah we may not know what that number is as opposed to like og said a numbered edition where we would know you have a one in 250 shot of getting one of these right because we're making 250 of them yeah right and i do like how they have on there for the companion pieces you can get the life-size bus of the terror dog head yeah or the ecto-1 uh, car as well. 
What scale? Uh, it is sixth so the, scale. The six, yeah, the Ecto one is sixth scale, which is probably not that's the right 12 scale. That's twelve-inch toys. Yeah, that's that's yeah. I mean, that's perfect for if you have the twelve-inch figures put out by shit any number of people in the last several years. I remember that one company put them out. OG, we saw it at I think we saw them at New York Comic Con or yeah at Toy Fair. Um, I don't remember. I feel like it was a Japanese company. But I don't remember any more than that. I don't remember who that. it was either. But I know who you're talking about. By the way, those Dungeons and Dragons statues. Yeah. The animated ones are by Iron Studios, and the Venger one is by Pop Culture Shock. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Okay. Iron Studios. Did I buy something from Iron Studios? Uh. I'll look and see what else Iron Studios is putting out. No, it's whatever it is. It's overpriced and expensive. I must have really, really been weak that day for D and D because. Oh, but they're smaller though, so they're probably more price appropriate. Didn't I? Didn't I text you that day and I'm like, you should get the Dungeon Master. You did the day that it came out. You were like, you should get the Dungeon Master. Um, yeah. Oh, the Iron Studios has a Green Arrow statue. Do I have this? Oh, I have this on pre-order. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh I think um, oh, sure. Instagram has shit the bed. Crashed. Yeah, it did. It, it died on us. It happens. Oh, no, it's back. It's back. There you go. Huzzah. Instagram is back. Yay. So anyway, so these these figures look absolutely amazing. I think if you're a Ghostbusters fan, I think they're a great addition to your collection. Um, Take again, my money. For me personally, I don't think that I need them. But Nick, I think, they, I think that they would probably display nicely. As a matter of fact, if you could get your hands on, you know, if you could get your hands on decent copies of the original animated figures they'd probably display nicely together you know one behind each yeah other. and put them right next to that yeah that would actually stuff. be really excellent that's a that's a good idea okay. those figures i think are worth a pretty penny though to find in good condition oh yeah are no. they no packaged yeah but not, packaged. But not loose yeah but trying loose, to find, I trying, think to find the, trying to find the ghost trying to find the the one where it's not broken at the same time it's well, I mean, I would, I would, I would be look looking for, for ones that match up to the statue. Yeah, that's what I mean. Just yeah. look for the four. You know, yeah. call it a day. You don't need yeah. all the little... Uh... I do know they had them at uh, Toy Tokyo. I should see if they, uh, oh, they have them on sale again there. There you go. There's no such thing as a sale at Toy Tokyo. Well, they have them for sale. For there sale. is only... Oh, the, oh because level, Lev, when Lev has a sale, that means he's pricing things the way everyone else prices. That's right. If Lev ever has normally, a sale, it's because he's going out of business. <laughs> right, 25% higher. Right. So. All right. Well, gentlemen, I think with that, we've reached uh, we've reached the entirety of the content that we have to kind of I had more content, but I, I guess I'll have to do a bonus show in order to. I mean, you are welcome to do. Do you know, did you have more content that you wanted to, to do here? Oh, okay. Um, well, don't forget then that you can find us each and every You can find us at facebook.com backslash BKGeekStuff. We post a plethora of links and news stories, things that are fun. We interact with the people who, uh, who comment on those posts. There was a good one going back and forth this week on Justice League 2. I suggest going over to facebook.com backslash BKGeekStuff. Seek out that post and join in on the conversation. Of course, you can find us at uh, Patreon.com. Oh shit! Whoa, we had a voicemail that I wanted. Oh, to play we did tonight. have a voicemail. God damn it! All right, we'll play it next week. Uh, we um, got time. Stick it in there. Uh, uh, Morris, we will play your voicemail next week. We'll play your okay. voicemail next week. Um, oh shit! Uh, 
Um, I forgot to talk about the con I went to last week here see? on the island of Kauai. See? Well, there you go. That should be your bonus content. You can call me I for the bonus even, show. We I can, can even send show. you the voicemail because it actually pertains directly to you. And we can lump it all together and create some. It does? Excellent. Why was I not informed of this before? Was this a was this a gotcha moment? I mean, it was, posted, was? It was posted on the Discord, which you could become a member of for a $1 pledge over at Patreon.com. Sure can. Backslash BK Geeks up. Patreon.com backslash BK Geeks up if you'd like to get in on that. Of course, all the wonderful tiers that we have, which include early access, bonus content, live streams via the Instagram, and a plethora of other things. All those things. Um, across the social medias, I am GeekStuffOG on Twitter and Instagram. And of course, you can find me over on the uh, over on the Twitches, but not on the PlayStation Network. I mean, you can find him. You just got to be a detective to figure it yeah, out. Yeah, I think, well, the, the newer name has gotten out already. But that's okay because I think that it is, I think the people that had the other name that were problematic probably will not have access to the new name. So, so there you go. So there, that, that, well, that. Well, I have uh, access to the new Yeah. When I get a PlayStation. When, if and when you get a PlayStation, you have access to the name. Um, cousin so Dave, cousin Dave and I and, and Uncle E-Rock and the sandwich were playing Red Dead yesterday together. Uh, where you can find me as Big Kev GS on the Xbox Network, and Cousin Dave was like, "Um, oh, the PlayStation people got all this other content that we didn't get on Xbox." And I'm like, "I'm trying, Dave. I'm trying to get a PlayStation <laughs> so that we can all play together. You, me, OG, uh, PQR, STQ, NY, and all the other letters, so we can all play Red Dead together." <laughs> So that I can stop hearing about, you know, that there's two camps and blah, blah, blah. So, Just saying. Uh, where can people find you, Big Kev? Big Kev GS over on the Xbox Network. <laughs> and BK Geek Stuff on the, all the other social media. I feel like you're getting ready to put somebody in the cattle clutch. I don't know Damn what's no happening. Iran, number one. <laughs> Iron Sheik, number one. I have gone number one in my pants. Number one. Number one. <laughs> he did go. Remember that video that, that surfaced online? Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, Mr. Mr. Monty, sir, where can people find you? I am uh, Monty's underscore mayhem on the PlayStation Network. Monty's mayhem on Twitter and Snapchat and also on Yelp. There you go. On the Yelp, you can find all of his... Classic. LinkedIn. You can go right over to LinkedIn and find him. That was already one. That was one of the first ones I did. All of his classic food reviews. Yeah. Uh, Mystic Pizza <laughs> was the Mystic Pizza one was my favorite. Um, I think with that, then all of that being said, Big Kev. With that, OG, we will bring this episode of Big Kev's Geek Stuff to a close. Episode number five hundred and forty-five, the one we called. Better than ladybugs, uh, the way we end some episodes by saying, Troll the respawn, Jeremy. And on that note, we cue the music. Music.